You're listening to The Poncho Section, conversations about all things media and Mel Brooks. It's a podcast. And here's your hosts, Michael Canfer and Ethan Feldstein. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a very special episode of The Poncho Section. It's our spectacular spectacular a one-night extravaganza celebrating 100 episodes of the Poncho Section. Welcome, one and all, to the Poncho Section's Games of Breen. As always, your host, Ethan Felsine, and myself, Michael Camper, are here to entertain, to dazzle, to challenge every sense of your being for roughly 45 to an hour and 15 minutes, give or take. We have the pleasure of welcoming back two all-time favorite guests of the Poncho Section. You know them. You love them. You have a picture of them hanging up in your high school locker. The Poncho Section welcomes Jessica Bogwitz and Dan Vizentainer to the game of Breen. Now, without any further ado, let the game of Breen begin. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Can't wait. Number 100. Yes. I love that. We did it. We did it. Episode 100. And we we want to do a, a little... Cheers, Cheers. Uh, 100. I am drinking there, a... There, you said a word there that you should have said... I think you said being. I, I, you should have said breening. It oh, would have been better. But anyway. No. No. All right. <laughs> Episode 100 it's canceled. Okay. No, we're good. I like it. Well, cheers, guys. Thanks cheers. for being on. And thanks for joining us cheers. for number 100. Woo, cheers. Cheers. Oh. So, yes. Uh, we have Ooh, lots of silly stuff going to happen uh, in this episode. We yeah. We got some games. We got some breens. Um, yes. So, how shall we begin, sir? I have the first game is Lifetime Movies. So My this favorite. this idea is going to be somewhat similar to um, like a Billy on the Street kind of thing, where it's somewhat subjective. Uh, I will give you the name of a movie. From the wonderful uh, entertainment company Lifetime, and you give me what you think the movie's about. If you get it uh, like a hundred percent correct, I'll give you two points. But if you give me the, uh, I'm gonna say whatever my favorite option is. Like if you dazzle me with uh, this, I'm like, oh my god, that's so much better than what the actual movie's about. I'll give you extra points. So, so completely wrong your bonus points. <laughs> pretty much. The completely wrong answer would be better for you. Um, but yeah. Right. yeah. So being fun and being fun and funny always wins. Yes. I can't decide that this game. will be super easy or super difficult. Let's do it. It's one of those things where sometimes it sounds normal. Like you're thinking, oh yeah, that's probably what it's about. And then it takes a left turn out of nowhere. So like it. most of these have what it, on it the lifetimes description of it, and then a really terribly written synopsis on IMDb, and that's where you find the juicy stuff. So let the games of Breen begin. The first movie in our lifetime movie section is Sixteen and Missing. Ooh, it's very, that really, that title really draws you in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's up to you guys, which order you would like to go in. Uh, who would like to uh, go first? 
Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I guess I'll go first. All righty. We can go around. Well, I guess we can go however we want. I don't know what everyone's order looks like in their, <laughs> in their Zoom chat. Um, so 16 and missing. Um, I feel like there's an easy answer here, but I don't want to go for the easy answer. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm going to say 16. There's 16 cats. And um, they all, <laughs> I don't know, they all go missing. And then there's also, and then there's a murder. And I don't know. I, have, I don't know. Lifetime movies, it's always like someone is out for revenge or like someone was like assaulted. Mm. Ethan, if any of the cats are hurt, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> I think. Well, no, I don't. I that's the thing. That's why I stopped because I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to hurt anybody in my lifetime movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I want to say it's called Sixteen and Missing because there's sixteen cats that go missing, but it has nothing to do with the actual plot of the movie. Like the plot of the movie that's is like something completely. <laughs> yeah, it's a subplot, but they decided to they decided to use that as the title. Okay. And um, yeah, but what really happens is uh is has nothing to do with it i don't know make up your own story okay but but there are 16 missing cats 16 missing cats okay so that's ethan's guess yeah who would like to go next i'll volunteer all righty jess i think 16 and missing is about a 16 handles franchise location Mm. and They have no flavors. All the flavors are missing. Oh. It's a really hot summer day. And you go in there and you're like, oh, you got a birthday cake? I love birthday cake. Oh, sorry. We're all out of birthday cake. And like, wait, oh, how about blackberry? Nope. Don't know where it went. Sorry. But they won't just just tell you that there are no flavors. You're going to keep asking about each and every flavor. Waste half an hour. Mm. And that's going to be the start of the movie. And why are you guys open? Why did you do this to me? They may not be based off a real life experience. <laughs> oh damn! We don't. Loosely okay. based oh, really? on a true story. Well, sixteen handles. Sixteen so you can go handles. to hell. All right, that's that's Jess's guess. Daniel. What, All right, what so do you I'm say? gonna. I'm going to start out predictable, but stay with me. Okay. Mm-hmm. This will be like, this will be, <clears throat> this is going to be really contrived. All right. So, all right. I'm going to go with the predictable guess of that um, a mother has a 16 year old daughter who goes missing. Okay. Okay. So, I think that would be, that might be a little obvious. So, um, <clears throat> mother's boyfriend is a cop and her, and uh, her cop tries to, um, and sorry, her, her boyfriend tries to um, find the girl. And as it turns out, he's in on it. He's actually in on the plan, all right? And then, but when you find out um, is that he is, his strings are actually being pulled by the wife's ex-husband, uh, all right? And he's the one really pulling the strings. And then you find that you just keep going up the ladder with each person having a boss, someone who's managing the puppet show, and there's 16 perpetrators in on this, all right? And that's what the title means by 16 and missing, 16-year-old girls missing and there's 16 bad guys, all right? Oh. And I so like the woman has to take guys. has to take get revenge, exact revenge on 
all 16 of them simultaneously. All right. Otherwise, yeah. your daughter dies. Wow. Okay. That would throw One me for each year. I always like to guess who the bad person is. And that would throw me for a loop. They're yeah. all bad. Hmm. Yeah, that's the twist. They're all bad. Everyone's bad. Yeah. So. <laughs> You, you never thought that they all would be the villain. Right. Who can you trust anymore? Great Lifetime movie, anyway. <laughs> wow. Um, so nobody is, is anywhere near correct. So nobody wow. gets a, a point on that. But, hmm. I'm honestly surprised that none of us were near correct. Like, um, even, with, even with our joke answers, I thought I mean, we would have gotten something right. I guess Dan would be the closest in that some, yeah. uh, it's a 16-year-old that's gone missing. Um, yeah, I kind of figured that's where it was going. So I guess if we want to be fair, I did the safe thing. We can you give, don't have to give me that much respect. Yeah, I'll give you a half of a point on that. So like, I guess I was saying, if you would get it right, you would get two points. So I'll give you a point on that, um, just for being correct that a six-year-old gets missing. So here's what the lifetime description says: starring Ashley Scott, David Starkey, and Greg Evangine, or whatever. Those, oh, are shit, great favorite, those are all my three favorite actors. <laughs> Ev, Ev again? Or maybe that's how you pronounce his last name? I don't know. Here, here's the story. An FBI agent hacks into her daughter's social media accounts to track her whereabouts in an effort to save her from a man she met online. You lost me. Yeah. You lost in. me at hacking. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. hacking. Anytime so, hacking, the here's, the, here's the terribly written synopsis from IMDb. And it, go, it, it seems even more bizarre. So widower Daniel and model son Brandon's happiness with his second wife, a retired FBI agent, is poisoned by her spoiled, rotten, ever-hostile teen daughter, Abby, who once survived a kidnapping during which her father was fatally shot. So Abby confides in her more sensible buddy, Janelle, and their harebrained scheme to run away to Arizona for her pen lover, handsome young, young cop Gavin. It soon becomes clear to the home front earlier that her Gavin is an alias assumed by the ex-con Wesley, who had a deep, I'm sorry, pen dark lover? What? Go back a few words. I thought, I thought you said hen lover. I, I just want to make sure. Mm. Her handsome young cop, Gavin. Oh, pen lover. Like, a oh, pen okay. pal. Okay. It was a chicken. It was okay. a chicken. So <laughs> you were talking about a chicken. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Essentially, this girl has a pen pal who's a handsome young cop named Gavin. But that's not his real name. That's just his alias. Because he's an ex-con named Wesley with a deep, dark motive. It's true. Nobody's ever named Gavin, actually. I want to. I want to change my hey. my thing to sixteen. Yeah, it's sixteen Gavin. missing chickens. Mm, that's a good one. <laughs> I'm gonna say go though. Missing. Sounds for, like a better movie already. Yeah. For the fun funness, for the one I liked the most, I'm gonna give that to Jess. Woo! Yeah, on like the one. sixteen hand. Agreed. Yeah. She deserves the win. Alrighty. So next movie, and there's kind of a theme, at least with age. Dead with lifetime. With lifetime. Dead at 17. <laughs> oh. Seriously. Well, that's like. <laughs> these titles are so stupid. Right. Frozen so on the nose. Maybe. 
it's about someone you think is dead. It's a, it's a sequel. It's a sequel to the Sixth Sense. <laughs> what? And bring uh, Bruce Willis. I and, hope. Yeah, and um, it's it takes place when Haley Joel Osment is seventeen, and oh. turns out he's actually been dead the whole time as well. Oh shit! So that would actually be kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, there you have it. Another so, big twist from Shyamalan. So, so wait, he's seventeen years old or seventeen years dead? <laughs> so, so is it seventeen years Whichever. since he died, or is it seven? It's both. <laughs> or it's or, both. or would he have been seventeen? Okay, it's Ask both because question. he's seventeen, but he was never alive. Oh, but he's just been making dead sure you're seventeen. Uh... He's been—I don't know. But his he's ghost been has been growing into a young seventeen. So, so he was born. He died immediately. <laughs> He died immediately, and then so immediately after at the at the credits, you mean, or the immediately <laughs> he when when he turned seventeen? When he was born. He oh, was immediately born. when he's born, it changes everything yeah, he, in the he, in the sixth sense. Exactly, I know it's, it blows your mind. Oh snap! And uh, he's uh, yeah, so he's seventeen and dead. Damn. Big twist. Oh right, what a twist! Big twist, and uh, yeah, I know this is an M night, but you know, yeah, they uh, they took some liberties. He gave the story away. He said, let it be free. I'll give you my creative license. <laughs> all righty. So we got that one. It turns out that Haley Joel Osment was dead all this time. Wow. All right, Jess, what is your guess? All right. That, that's hard to follow, man. I'm going to go with uh, a typical 17-year-old mm-hmm. in high school. Uh, asks out their, their crush prom okay uh they say no in a very public humiliating setting Mm -hmm. and this person decides that they are dead inside goes to their basement proceeds to live in seclusion at 17 definitely not based on forever or just (laughs) for the afternoon just for in the basement Time then COVID strikes still. and he never leaves. Whoa, time stands yeah. still in the basement? Well, he's in the basement. No, he's in the basement. He's 17. A nuclear bomb goes off. Okay. This takes place in this takes place in Seattle. Uh, a nuclear bomb goes off. The basement happens to be fortified. Okay. So when they decide finally decide that, you know what? I'm young. You know, there's so many other options out there. Hopefully people forgot about my humiliation. They crawl the basement and the world's gone. Post-apocalyptic. So they had no clue that this was going on? That It's like soundproof and vibration yeah. proof? Yeah. Oh, all right. His dad was like a, you know, one of those preppers. A doomsday prepper. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they emerge and it turns out their crush also survived. Oh. And they're the last two humans left in the immediate area oh so that starts off a whole uh shenanigans and okay stuff. awkwardness so i dig it yeah all right okay okay dan I like that. that's a big one how are you gonna top <clears> that okay so um the movie's called dead at 17 but the movie is not about a 17 year old at all um it's about a uh 37 year old actually who um who who wakes up in a the movie starts she wakes up in a hospital bed because she found out she survived but her 
heart stopped at um, at five o'clock p.m. and the movie takes place in Europe where they go twenty four hour time, so it's seventeen o'clock there. So for at seventeen o'clock exactly, she was dead, and she's trying, and she has no idea what happened. Just trying to put the pieces together. Who did yeah. this to her? What could they be scheming? Okay, dead. I dig it. Dead at seventeen o'clock. All right, all right. I like, I like that twist. That's a nice twist. That is a good one. Um, yeah. I like I like playing with the numbers because yeah. they, it makes it fun. And, and all these seem to have numbers in there. It's all about ages. Yeah. Um, so in this one, definitely nobody is correct. Uh, there's nothing close to it. Um, Was Haley Joel Osment at least considered for the role? <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that, that I don't something. know. If I was right, I would have sued for the movie rights. Yeah. I don't care if they made it before me. <laughs> I don't know what Haley Joe Osmond's uh, likelihood of being in that movie was. Um, before I get to whose who's movie I liked the most, I'll tell you what it's actually about. So this was what uh, Lifetime, their, what their website says. Uh, it doesn't matter who it's starring. Let's, let's skip who it's starring. It really doesn't matter. Uh, when two spoiled teenage brothers throw a party, a stripper is accidentally killed, leading to an investigation and a deadly cover-up. So that's... I didn't think there'd be a stripper involved. Yeah. Jesus. So that's the lifetime description. Now, here's the terribly written synopsis story from IMDb. Yeah, they take it to another level. Oh, yeah, they, they do. <laughs> <laughs> See you. Oh, what's up? Wanted to gruesome details. Oh, yeah. <laughs> CEO Kurt Masterson's slick son, Cody, and his... his do- oh, yeah. His docile brother, Gabe, organize a private party in PA's retreat cabin with teenage mates T.Y. and Jason. Kurt's surprise treat is a pole dancer hired for lap dances, but bickering whether her $500 wage included an intimate service ends in her fatal fall from the stairs. The boys agree to dump her corpse and hope there won't be a murder investigation, which, oh, sorry, hope there wouldn't be a murder investigation which could ruin their college prospects. Yes, that's the most important part. That's the most important uh, thing going on. Oh, no, not the college prospects. Jason of porous stock clearly can't be relied upon to keep this secret and meets an untimely death, too. Ah, spoiler alert. So the synopsis says that she was a pole dancer hired for lap dances or a lap dancer hired for pole dances? <laughs> the uh, first one. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, that's that's that movie. Um, and the person who I would say uh, gets the point for best story, it, they turned it around because in the beginning I was like, meh, I don't think I enjoy this. But they turned it around with a shock and awe of nuclear bombs. That point goes to Jess. Yeah. <laughs> I like you. that. All righty. So, yeah. on to... There's only a couple more movies. The next movie is Beware of Mom. Say that again? Beware mom? of Mom. Dun, mom? Dun, dun, mom is in Mother? Mom is in Mother. M-O-M. Okay. Um... If it helps, this is a movie from 2020, this year. Oh. oh okay. Pandemic? Uh, I don't think it has anything to do with the pandemic. 
Yeah, I, I mean, awesome. if I haven't seen the movie, they don't mention anything about the pandemic in the description, but who knows? All right. Do we want to switch orders? Oh, or maybe let's to... switch orders. Uh, yeah. Jess, would you like to go first? Oh, darn it. Because I feel like with the, when you go later, you have more time to think That's about true. it. That's <laughs> true. I don't want to think. Beware of mom. Yes. 2020. All right. This is going to take place in... Um, West Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, lots of moms there. There's <laughs> lots of. I'm trying to, I was trying to think. Confirmed. Where, where are the most moms? Um. So, oh, this is hard. Beware of mom. All right. Yeah. Brains are turning. Brains are turning. All right. We got. We got mom. Okay. She's like, "Hey, I'm mom." Okay. That's her name. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she plot twisted she has zero kids. Oh. But she'll go to the playgrounds like, hey, I'm mom. And they're like, oh hey mom. Like, come with me. <laughs> and they're like, okay. They're like, I got puppies. She's a creep. <laughs> okay. So she recruits kids for Jeffrey Epstein's mansion. Oh my god. Oh boy! Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. All right, that's it. This took a wow. turn. <laughs> Holy oh, Moses! Okay, so that was something. Yeah. Uh, let's go to. Dan. I want to watch that movie. I do. That would be intense. Yeah, yeah. I would see that. Coincidence? Yeah. I think not. I think not. Uh, hmm. Dan, what does your take? Okay, so a girl in high school is uh, beginning to notice that there are some things up in her family, and um, and the movie opens with the with the murder of her father and obviously she's distraught and you know and you know in a bad space but also trying to put the pieces together and later in the movie you find out that um not only was the mom the murderer the mom was part of a band of murderers called the massively ostentatious murderers which acronym spells mom so she not only has to <laughs> she not only has to beware of her mom, but she also has to beware of mom the group. Oh, so shit. two enemies in one movie. All right. I don't know if you guys can handle it. Damn. It's a little much for a little much for wow. lifetime. All right. But they they were trying to go for a more uh, edgy edgy kind of uh, thing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's that's wild. Either. What was that acronym again? Yeah. Mother what? <laughs> <laughs> massively yeah. ostentatious murderers i don't know if ostentatious is a word that works in this regard they're, honestly that would be like they're but... <laughs> very like flamboyant they're very loud yeah. okay well they're they're confident yeah. you know they're not afraid yeah. to show they're, they're like oh hey here's the body figure us out challenge it Ooh, we challenge you you know works. yeah i dig it i dig it it All works right. for sure Ethan. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> yeah. What do you think the movie? Well, I, I like the I, I like the idea of. Um, well, I don't like the idea, but I think I I think that she is a single. I'm sticking with the mom thing that she's an actual mom, mm-hmm. but that she is a single mom, and that the, the husband died many years ago, and I think the the where is the the be the where and beware right because it's beware of mom yes is she's a werewolf oh whoa <laughs> oh snaps and, and uh mom and her and i'm gonna give her i'll give her a son 
Okay. And the sun knows. And the sun, the sun is aware that she is a werewolf. And, uh, and any, and so anytime she has a date or any chance someone come over, the sun's like creepy sun. Think of like the kid in the ring who's like, oh, beware yeah. of mom and all the, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Beware. Cause he knows to stay out of the way. And, uh, and yeah, and she's then mom just starts killing a bunch of people. Oh, that's killing a creepy. bunch of dates because she's a werewolf. Huh. The play on words. Yeah. I dig it. I like it. So. And then, uh, and it ends. Yeah, how's it? It ends with, I don't, I don't know. I, I, it ends and um, she she marries Teen Wolf. Oh. They're both wolves. And there you go. Okay. She marries Michael J. Fox in the 80s. Amazing. That's what she was getting wrong with her dating pool. She wasn't dating mm. fellow werewolves. Interesting. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot going on here. Uh, two of the mm. yeah. I'm gonna say Ethan and Dan are both close and terribly far away at the same time. Whoa! You're, really? There's like certain things that you guys mentioned that like are all are like ha, are in this. There's no werewolves. I'm gonna say that. Oh, uh, oh, I thought that was it. I thought that was the thing. <laughs> that would oh, be I thought a, Lifetime was going to dabble in a fantasy. You know? That would be yeah, incredible. Come on. Um, ooh, all right. So I'm just going to read what it is, and then I yeah. think I'll have to decide then after. Uh, so this is um, what Lifetime has to say. When a new family moves into their cul-de-sac, teenager Kylie quickly makes friends with the family's daughter, Jessie, whose mother, Anna, lets the girls stay up late takes them on adventurous outings, gets them into rocking nightclubs, and hosts high school parties at her house. But as the adventures grow more wild and dangerous, Kylie's mother, Tanya, yeah, that's how they say that, Kylie's mother, I probably should have read these before I this, but Kylie's mother, Eh, Tanya, grows worried. And things soon spiral out of control as Anna tries to steal Kylie away from her family by any means necessary. Yeah. So that's what Lifetime has to say. What the terribly written synopsis story from IMDb says, Jesse's father is murdered and Lena, her sister, is collateral damage. It is thought to be an accidental gas leak. Jesse and her mother, Anna, move near Kylie, and her mother, Tanya, Anna, wants Kylie as a replacement. Oh. So, I don't know. Dan was somewhat correct. I like our movies better. Both of you, I think, were correct in that the father is dead. Yeah, but that happens in like 80% of that Lifetime is true. movies. Or real that's life. A conserv- that's a conservative. Yeah, estimate. but uh, you know what? I think I, I think as as I'm gonna be fair, and I'm gonna give each of you a point for getting that right, and then I'm going to have to say I'm gonna have to give another point to Dan because I just like the idea of a group of murderous mamas. <laughs> So I mean, honestly, if you walked into Lifetime's office and pitched that to them, I'm sure they're like, all right, well, when can we start? 
<laughs> yeah. We're all out of ideas. Fuck it. Hire this man. Hire him. <laughs> What's a Nick Cage movie where like all the parents like go crazy and try to kill their kids? I, I don't know, but probably. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> That's, Some, yeah. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, there's like some kind of virus or something that causes all the yeah. parents to want to kill their children. Oh, pretty what, good. except Nick? You sold me. You had me at Nicholas Cage. How, except <laughs> Nick? How, how does Nick react to it? Is he immune? <laughs> oh, no, he's crazy. He's crazy. He goes or, or does he just not change because he's already Nick? Because Yeah, he's already <laughs> Nick. They, they can tell because it's just dad being dad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. So I think I'm gonna do one more. <laughs> All right. Lifetime. And let's do it Deadly Transaction. That's what's called? Deadly Transaction from 2018. And this time This could be right. so many things. Yes. And this yeah, time to make it know. fair, let's start it off with Dan. All right. Um a woman, um so I'm gonna say that this um, that this takes place in the same cinematic universe as uh, Dead at Seventeen, okay? <laughs> uh, the movie that I uh, <laughs> that I brought up before. Now I brought up at that Dead at Dead at Seventeen uh, that she woke up in a hospital bed. Turns out that she that she went to go to an ATM to take like twenty bucks out and got a nasty shock from it, um, and it, it was a it was a deadly transaction. Um, and that's what you get for telling me to go first. Okay, next. <laughs> so it's it's just a long uh, lead up to her just getting shocked and passing out. Yeah. So you know, it, it, the the deadly transaction is when the shock actually happens in the ma- in the aftermath of it. Of it. And uh, Dead at Seventeen is the lead up before it. Sure. Um, I like to think that they Tarantino'd it. Like, they released um, Deadly Transaction first, and then the prequel is the sequel, ah. you know? And so, um, really just, really just uh, great, great storytelling there. But it's Lifetime, so, I dig you know. it. Okay, you're going to Tarantino it up. Alrighty, already, already. Um, yeah, that's the best you're getting from me for that yeah, one. <laughs> that's cool. Let's go with Ethan. Okay. I'm going to say it's, a, it's about a car that that they have to keep above 55 miles per hour like in speed okay and it's <laughs> and uh starring starring keanu reeves and sandra bullock okay because i'm sure they're in this movie of course uh the car happens to be a trans am mm. so really the movie should have been called deadly trans am but someone at lifetime fucked up and they and they called it transaction Okay. I'm going to say it was a mistaken title. <laughs> okay. That's the best one tonight, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically speed with a different vehicle. Speed the Trans Am. Okay. And they, and they meant to call it Deadly Trans Am. That's cool. It was, you the, know what? was the working title. Speed is a great movie. I'd love to watch another yeah. Speed. There's speed, a speed, speed. Speed 2 Cruise Control is not so great. Not so great. But Willem Dafoe is in is it, and anything yeah. Willem Dafoe does is just mwah. the title, though. Is, oh no, is it's so terrible! Great. It's so great because it's called because it's Speed Two Colon Cruise, Cruise Control, control. <laughs> because it's on a because it's on a boat. Uh, <laughs> all righty, last so but not great. least, Jessica. All right, all right. So this is uh, setting is 
2012. Facebook Marketplace. I'm, you know, main character is looking to buy uh, a brand new uh, set of pans. Or, or a set of pans. Somebody's like, hey, I'm selling these pans. Pans is in you- cooking pans, right? Yes. Okay. So they're going pants. back and forth. They're yes, haggling. And they're like, hey, yeah, you can have these pans for free, actually. But can you, can you come meet me out in the woods? <laughs> oh. Three hours away? And they're like, hmm. These pans are free, and I could really use some free pans. But this is a little sketchy. Maybe I should ask somebody to come with me. But all their friends are busy for some reason. So they say, fuck it. I'm going to go out and get these pans. Three hours away in the middle of the woods. So they drive out and they get there and there's no pants. Oh shit. Nobody at all. Oh my And they're like, what have I done? I just wasted three hours in gas. And all of a sudden you hear something in the woods coming out. What do you know? It's Daniel Craig. This is the next movie. Oh my God. Oh, that's what we, yes. Because we've been waiting so long, this is the damn. Oh, and they they killed that person because that person actually was a bad guy that was a target. So the person getting the oh. pants. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh man. Mi six and deadly marketplace. Okay, so I know, I know who I'm going to award points at this point, but I'm going to tell deadly you what the the real, the real stories, the real movies. So probably just about a drug bust. Well, I thought Ethan's was the right one. Okay. <laughs> so, according to uh, Lifetime, two teenagers use their high school art room to print counterfeit money. And the IMDb. Uh, Wait, that's it. That's, that's it. it. Come on. That's what? The <laughs> Yep. <laughs> you know what, guys? Guys, that's on us. <laughs> now, IMDb. First off, apparently, this is almost kind of, it's not necessarily a incorrect name, but I've noticed Lifetime movies do this sometimes. Lifetime will have the movie listed as something, and the movie will be listed everywhere else as something completely different. So Lifetime has it listed, listed as Deadly Transaction. Everywhere else is listed as Counterfeiting in Suburbia. So why bother so with the title change? Title. I don't know what the point of the title change is. Uh, but I wonder if it's like licensing issues yeah, or maybe. something, or yeah, maybe. Uh, but according to the IMDb's, uh, two teenagers have convinced themselves they're not doing anyone any harm by counterfeiting money, but it all takes a dark turn when their debt-ridden art teacher finds out they're using his classroom to make counterfeit bills. So yeah, this is some like Breaking Bad yeah. kind of. So I, yeah, I don't like that for this. Uh, since nobody was correct, no good. However, I'm going to give a point to Ethan for yeah. not exactly having it being an incorrect title, but having it the titles be an issue. <gasps> I feel like yeah, that being a, something uh, a a thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm also going to give a point to Boggs. For that twist ending, that it was actually James Bond. Yeah, I like that. 
Already. Yeah. <laughs> Is that at, when it gets there, it does the whole yeah. music. <laughs> It's he ends up shooting the screen. Hand? Yeah. Usually yeah. those like intros are maybe like three minutes. Turns out this one is an yeah. hour and a half. And then <laughs> who and sings then the song though? Die another day. Oh, who would sing plays. the song? No, I just watched that movie too. Oh, the worst theme <laughs> I was ever. Like, is this again? And all of a sudden it comes on. I know all the words uh-huh. some, for yeah. some reason. Just die another I day. Now oh something my god! I knew all the words. Oh, so bad. That's incredible. So yeah, that, ladies and gentlemen, was Lifetime Movies. Yeah. Now on to the Breen. Now I really want to watch these Lifetime movies. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We'll have to do a follow-up episode of that. Yeah. I sort of do as well. So yeah. Neil Breen, what do we think of him? Yeah, so I was thinking, I had this idea of like, because all of his movies are all, all the music and stuff is all... I don't know. Is it stuff that he created or is it it's or it's just like stock music, I guess, that he's able to get? I highly doubt he wrote the music. Um, well, he I, does everything. That is true. He does even the NB. catering. NB. <laughs> he, he provided the hot dogs the whole time. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, That's a good question. I don't know, but all the music is all, it's probably all just like stock music because he's can't, he's not going to pay. You can tell that in Fateful Findings, they blatantly repeated a bunch of mm-hmm. tracks like 20 times. Oh, definitely. And that's what makes the movie great. Okay. Listen, here yeah. on the Poncho section, I'm going to speak for the hosts, even though I'm a guest of the show. We love Neil Breen. Yes, we do. We do. We all love Neil Breen. Everybody loves yeah. Neil Breen. But if, so if Neil Breen had some money, and was going to soundtrack his movies. He's going to put not even a score. You just have songs playing in the background. What would they be? Oh, so I was think I was thinking about this. Like I see him as just the kind of guy he is. I see him like just having an, like one album going throughout an entire of like the same artist. Oh my God. Going through an entire movie, like going through faithful findings. Like he's got like I don't know, like just eighties hair metal, mm. like a, <laughs> um. Oh, what oh, I had, I had one in mind. Um, is it Rat? No. Should we just start listing off eighties hair metal bands? Poison. No, but it was like a a a, a specific thing. I, I so I was thinking originally like Guns and Roses, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's too that's been done too much. And he doesn't want to, and he doesn't want to do. Neil the Breen's same an thing, artist, but yeah. But I think about like certain scenes with, uh, like when he's with the the woman that he shouldn't be with. Faithful <laughs> findings, the one who is somehow the same age as him. Oh, the other oh. woman. The uh, oh, the uh, other woman, not yeah. the wife. Oh no, about the um, about the other woman, about the wife he has. Um, uh, turns out she was in Zoolander. No way. Yeah. Like in what role? Um, IMDB just says muddle. Oh. Oh, she's yeah, she's just someone. But yeah, still, because models and Neil Breen go together. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. But that's a good question. Yeah. Which soundtrack would be perfect? So, what would you put? 
Oh my god! Now I'm thinking like for whatever reason I have in my head now, like the scenes between him and her. You just have Christina Aguilera's genie in a bottle playing in the background <laughs> yeah. on a loop. Be like '90s, like yeah. I, maybe that's the move. Maybe cheesy yeah. '90s pop is the way to go. Uh, the famous Russian singer Vitas. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't even do that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so he's who did that song? I remember that being, I know that's like a meme, but I just never knew who uh, did that. Okay. All right. I'm thinking, learning a lot tonight. I'm thinking that song, Major Tom, not, not the David Bowie song, mind you. Yeah. The the one that was sung by Gail in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Four, that one, that three, would... two, one. Yeah, who who is who is the um, um that's a good does question. That? Let's find out. Major Tom from Yeah, that would be Breaking a, Bad. Yeah, you have to think of like But I want all these songs. I see them as all just like not just a soundtrack for them, like they're all playing in we'll say they're playing at full length in the in his movies. So the entirety the of the song. Or are they part of the scene? Like he has I like a so. box that he carries with him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that what would if- be great. But I want to see it as like, so the movie is what it is now. And you just insert these songs in there. So he would like go back and like, he got the rights to them and he cuts them in. <laughs> he, he splices them in now <laughs> in the background. Now he's getting big. He has the money for the sync license. Yeah. So he like goes back. Yeah, he I goes see. back and he puts it in. He's like, this this is what will enhance my movie. Mm. And he throws in Genie in a Bottle. And Definitely and some ballads. Definitely like cheesy ballads. I feel like there's a lot of... T- I can see like certain moments where there's ballads. Like, no, but, you put in Cher. Cher. Um, believe? That, yeah, put in Cher's Believe. And you will um, you put that in the scene in I Am Here Now. Oh, my God. I Am Here, dot, 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 now, yeah. with all the baby heads. Yes. And you have like, Cher Believe playing. Oh, my God. That would be perfect. And it makes no sense. No. Because nothing, because the point is nothing, there's nothing that could make that scene make any, any less sense. Because <laughs> it already... I don't think I've even seen that one. What? Oh, man. I've seen two, I think. It, seen... It's honestly my least favorite one it's out of all of them. It but is. the best title. Yeah. And you know that at a uh, Q&A, he was asked about... <laughs> he was asked about... saying a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was asked about those baby heads. Um, and his answer was, I don't want to tell you what the meaning of the movie is. I want you to decide that for yourself. Oh, my God. He he got got didn't he get <laughs> He got booed for that yeah. answer. Yep. Oh, my God. So oh. I think I've, like, yeah, talked about anything. it before, but, like, the difference between, like, Tommy Wiseau and, like, Neil Breen is that Tommy was actually able to afford professional people to handle everything else. So he had somebody, like, redo the script to as much as they could. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, you know, video guys and all those terms and stuff. I don't know. Whereas, like, I feel like Neil Breen didn't have that. And you can tell. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I think we talked about it before. We had a, a like, Breen who would play. 
Yeah, right. We had the Breen episode, but did we talk about who would play, like, if they were to do sort of like a disaster artist type thing? Oh, I don't think with we did. Neil Breen. Who would play Breen? Oh Are you sure God. we didn't? Because I feel like we did. Maybe we talked about it just ourselves. Maybe, but that's a brilliant. I definitely idea. didn't talk about this with you. Oh, yeah. So if like be... they were to make like disaster artists, but it would be the making of, I guess, the making of Fateful Findings, and that's his biggest one. Yeah. Or you could do like a whole thing, like a biopic. <laughs> Oh my god, what the guy him his own biopic of him playing himself. And he'd play himself. That actually would be honestly, that (laughs) would be like the best way if he just played himself because that would just be the most perfect thing because it would be him because he does so much anyway. I would love to he hired the biggest name actors to be the other people in his life. I would love to see James Spader be neil green Green. that could be great it would be he's too and like he's intense he's great i mean i love james spader but who would be like see i always saw like jeff goldblum but like an 80s jeff goldblum oh yeah now he's still um but who who would be like now who i mean so Here's the thing when you consider his uh when you consider who would play him. Neil Breen, I'm sure he thinks he's very intense, but it's completely misplaced. He just <laughs> he yeah. doesn't have the uh it, it just comes off as him uh just being funny. Um yeah. so if you present an actor who actually is intense, it'd be out of uh character. What about you know Danny McBride? Yeah. Yes. Danny McBride would be great. I that's the best one I've heard today. That would I think. be great. Yeah, yeah, because he would, because he would bring the like, um, the like unearned confidence. <laughs> <laughs> Not that Danny, no, McBride, like, no, I know Danny McBride's great, but like, I'm thinking of like Kenny Powers and stuff, where he like plays those types of characters, where he's just really, yeah, that would be hair. Gri- yeah, yeah, he's already got the hair. Um, and who do you cast? Well, no. Who do you cast as the, um, <laughs> this the one who played the girl in uh, the sixteen-year-old girl in Faithful Findings? Miley Cyrus. Like a, yeah, Miley Cyrus. Noah Cyrus. That, <laughs> Just one of them. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. How about, how about Nicolas Cage yeah. in a wig? Yes. <laughs> yes, please. Oh my God, that would be amazing. You just see a uh, scene of Nicolas Cage's legs and feet, and then a and then a bikini bottom drops to the floor, like in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Nicolas Cage and everything, but I love the Danny McBride. I think this needs to happen this someday. Needs to happen. Do you, uh, what, uh, yeah, disaster artist type of thing. What do you think would be? So, I guess if we're comparing it to the room. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we would we would determine for the room. Do you think what do you think is like the like the known like the 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 big quote? Is it "You're tearing me apart, Lisa," or is it the "I did not hit her, I did not" kind of thing? So, fateful findings you're talking right. about. What would the fateful findings of that be? No more books. The only thing I could think of would be the. No more books. I can't, is, I can't yeah. believe you killed yourself. I cannot believe you killed, yeah. committed suicide. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's probably the biggest one. But his his quotes are different though because they're so they're like 
they're smaller, but there's so many of them. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and they're all within like the, where like, with like the pills where he's like, I don't need these. It's just like these <laughs> little things. Right. I'm feeling um, it would either be the suicide thing or when he spills the coffee on his comp- uh, all over the computers. That's like, yeah, but that's like, th- that's such a great scene. Mm-hmm. But there's no, yeah, just, I mean. For me, for me, I it might know. be, I resign today as president of the bank. Yeah, that might be, <laughs> that might be, uh, that might be number one. That's why yeah. I say that all the time. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's the quote right there. There we go. I resign as president of the bank. I wonder Bang if line. Tommy Wiseau and James Wynn and other So Bad It's Good directors look at Neil Breen with jealousy for being able to capture lightning in a bottle more than once. Yeah. Mm. Or maybe they all hang out. Maybe they're all friends. Oh, true. Maybe. Or maybe they all <laughs> hate each other. Yeah. I'm going to say they hate each other. I see Tommy being like a, uh, <laughs> like he thinks he's great, probably. So, mm. yeah. What were you saying, Jess? Yeah, I, I have a feeling they're all enemies. They all think just, each other is bad. Mm. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good See, point. Like with Tommy, you're the good one. <laughs> the, the thing is with Tommy now is that we know a little more about him with the disaster artist. Like he's been around, like people are more aware of him. Right. So like the, even though there is still like the mystique of like where he's from and everything, like there, there's a lot of, mis- like we know a lot more. There's still a mystique around Breen. Mm. Don't, there's still a lot we don't know like about him personally. True. Like we don't know well, if he's he, if he's like insane or if he's like just a normal guy and he's he gets it as much as everyone like we just don't know. I think right. he's honestly a pretty normal dude. Uh, yeah. He's he's a carpenter or some kind of construction worker in Vegas, which because yeah. all of his movies take place in Vegas, so you know that makes sense. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he he generally like he genuinely seems like he like he's putting effort into these movies his own like. Because it's all him, so he's just he's giving it his all. Like it's it's his vision, and I respect that. I really is, do. I don't know what his like. What his, he's trying to push some sort of agenda, like what his politics are, because it's like he's these movies. He's trying to make a message. But I, I don't know exactly what it is. What was the one with, with so, the, the immigrants? You remember that one? Yeah, I, I had a lot of trouble telling what that movie was even about. Like, like he was like supporting like immigrant rights and like you know you know or well but then at the end he was like go back home fix your issues there yeah i think maybe it was a metaphor for something bigger i think maybe he's just trying to fuck with you maybe because yeah. like the immigrants weren't even immig- it was the weirdest thing i don't know what he's trying to get at i think he's anti-technology yeah definitely I think that's like a big thing. I think he is pro tuna fish. <laughs> he's definitely anti corporate. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. At the bank. <laughs> the I mean, bank. We don't like him. Yeah. Is he, is he, he anti tech? Not to argue with you, Ethan. I, I think it's a little hard to say. I don't think he's anti tech, but I think he, he tries to show you the, the pitfalls of tech. And the ways that it can uh, tear people apart, maybe. Lisa? Yes. 
I think there's that. And also he spends a lot of time in the desert. Yeah. Away from <laughs> but he's always got his laptops. So maybe <laughs> like the multiple I don't know. Maybe Pro laptops. Hacking. Pro hacking. Um, I, I you know what? He sends a lot of mixed messages. I really don't know. <laughs> I don't know what he's about. He's a mystery. He's a man of mystery. All right. So but, uh, what's everybody's favorite brain movie? Oh. Oh, for me Faithful it's Faithful Findings. Findings. Yeah, yeah, I think I that's his, his masterpiece. Um, I have to say same. I'd say uh, Twisted Pair is a pretty close second, but uh, Faithful Findings is up there. Yeah. Twisted Pair. Oh, what was the one? one? Maybe I've seen was three the, then. What was the one before it? Twisted Pair was... Pass Through. Pass Through. That was The yeah. Immigrants. Yeah. I liked Pass Through. Um, really the only one I like... Um, I am here now is the only one that's harder to get through. But it, I like Double Down. It had its moments, um, but like Double yeah. Down might be my second favorite, actually. Solid choice. Yeah, because it's it was my intro. It's the and he he's got that great scene where he's yelling as he's running down the mountain. <laughs> great scene, great scene. Um, fantastic. Yeah, Twisted Pair is the one where uh, he says artificial intelligence ai like 30 times in the movie without ever really explaining what it's about or how it relates to the story or anything i do i do love that i but i like how he says like he says what like he he says what it is and also shortens it like it's artificial intelligence ai like you could just say ai or just artificial intelligence you don't need to say both or maybe you did message in there yeah, maybe he's anti-abbreviation. He's anti-intelligence. <laughs> maybe. Well, no, he's pro-abbreviation because he, cause he's NB. And eats and eats. He's got all, he's, uh, yeah, maybe he's got a lot of mixed messages, a lot of things going on here. I'm going to take notes next time I watch these movies. <laughs> yeah. You know, and we can talk about this off, off air, but we should set up a watch party. Oh yeah, all this definitely. stuff and, and do it together. So um, that that'll be next on the docket. Next but, um, on the docket. We've, now we've Ethan, been doing this. Yes, I was gonna say, does the audience know uh, what eats and eats is or NB uh, NB anything? So we talked about it in our uh, Breen episode, but as a as a reminder. Oh, have we? I um, forgot. Yep. As a reminder, though, those. Anything with an N or a B in the credits of the Neil Breen movies means that Neil Breen did it. So, like, it eats his catering eats and eats means that Neil Breen was responsible for the catering. And I don't know what that entailed, Amazing. but that was him. And, and lighting, yeah. so good. All right, so yeah, let's let's, let's move on though. Hit up the last game. Yeah, and. Let's do it. This game is called Insane Books. So I went through the interwebs to find some of the most insane book titles. I compiled a list, and then I made up some of my own. So the way the game works is I will give you two real book titles and one fake one. So I took all the list of everything, and I threw it into a randomizer. So that uh, it would not seem like a normal order. So, like, if the if the fake book is the second one in the in the first round, the sa- the book will be 
something possibly different in the next round. That's essentially what I'm saying. So I'll give you all three books. You tell me which one is the fake book. And uh, we'll go from there. So, and this is, uh, this is for everybody to play. So, round one of insane books on our game of Breen. Yeah. Book number one, Knitting with Dog Hair. Better a sweater from a dog you know and love than from a sheep you'll never meet. Book number two, Bombproof Your Horse. Tech, oh, t- sorry. Bombproof your horse, colon, teach your horse to be confident, obedient, and safe no matter what you encounter. Third book, 101 Things You Can Do With Cottage Cheese. That's a real book for sure. I think the dog book is real. Okay. I'm yeah. going to say that as well. I feel like I've so seen it, that. It's the one, you're saying it's the one that you think is real? The one you think is Number fake. One. Oh, the one you think is fake. Which okay. book do you oh, oh, think two is of them fake? are real? Two of them are real. Two one of them are, are one of them is fake. Which do you say think the is horse, the fake? I'm going to say the horse one is fake. That's what I'm thinking too, because I think cottage cheese and uh, the dog hair are real. Those are those are very real to me. Okay, so we have two dogs, right? With oh no, two horses, and Ethan, Ethan and Dan with the horse. Jess, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think it's the horse. Oh, okay. Well, in round one, you all have lost. No! The fake one is 101 Things You Can Do With Cottage Cheese. Oh. You guys are so confident. You know, I've never had one single thing of cottage cheese. I should have called that. You know what? In retrospect, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think cottage cheese is gross. It is very gross. But I would assume you could probably, you probably could, though. Maybe. All kind of things. I think it would be a novelty book. be like, have it with jelly. or actually. Have it with magic. It could get weird. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. So round two, book number one. The power of lizards compels you, colon, hidden secrets of the real life of Jesus Christ and other things they don't want you to know. That's real. Number two, outwitting squirrels, colon, 101 cunning stratagems to reduce dramatically the egregious Misappropriation of seed from your bird feeder by squirrels. Wait, did you say stratagems? Stratagems. And the third book, still stripping after 25 years. Is that it? Is that the title? (laughs) That's it. I thought you could have seen 101 ways we can do (laughs) this. Well, all these things had such long titles. What was the first one again? The first one is The Power of Lizards Compels You, colon, Hidden Secrets of the Real Life of Jesus Christ and Other Things They Don't Want You to Know. By Alex Jones. I think that's real. I think that one, I'm going to say that one's fake. Okay. I think that's real. Wait, the, the, the stripper one was the last one? Still stripping after 25 years. I'm going to say no on that one because I'm going to say that one's fake. Okay. That title's too short. The other ones had much longer titles, and the one had stratagems in it. And I don't think you don't think I can come up uh, with a word like that. I understand. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I believe in you, Mike. Thank you. And Dan, what do you think? Um, I'm gonna say that uh, book number. Uh, what was book number one again? Sorry. Book number one was the power of lizards compels you. 
colon, oh, hidden okay. secrets of the real life of Jesus Christ and other things they don't want you to know. I like how he reads out the entire thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I butt in and said, um, uh, this one's real at first, but I'm going to change my mind and declare it fake. Okay. Wow. Final answers? Sir. Yes. Final answers. Okay. Jess and Dan, you got it correct. Oh, man. Do it. That is it the sounds fake. like an Alex Jones title. Though. Yeah, it does. All right. Round three. Book number one. How to survive an apocalypse while stuck with your mother-in-law. Book number two. Sounds Every- tough. <laughs> Everything I know about women, I learned from my tractor. Book number three. <laughs> Eating people is wrong. <laughs> number Ooh, two is one. definitely real. <laughs> I just have a feeling. That's some redneck shit right there. Yeah. Oh, wait, rednecks, they don't, they like reading? I'm going to say that one's fake. Um, you think oh, number, good number two is fake, according to Jess. Wait, what, what, What's what, number what, three again? Three, yeah, three number again? three was eating people is wrong. Yeah, that one's fake. Okay, so I'm going to say number three is fake. Alrighty. You're all wrong. The, fir- the fake one is how to survive an apocalypse while stuck with your mother-in-law. Oh man, I feel I'm like not very good, good at this. I feel like that's a good book. <laughs> that could be a good book. I'm pretty sure I read that already. I read that. It was good. Oh, that's the other thing. Like, if tip. if any of these books actually exist that are quote unquote fake, I it's just no. it's just a coincidence. Yeah. So round... <laughs> I I go on the record and say I never read yeah. that book. Round number four, book number one. People who don't know they're dead. Colon, how they attach themselves to unsuspecting bystanders and what to do about it. Book number two, are raccoons taunting me? Book number three, 50 ways to use feminine hygiene products in a manly manner. Okay, number three is, is, is it's, someone definitely wrote that. <laughs> um, so number two, two, the title is just I a question. That. Yes. Number two is, are raccoons taunting me? Um, I feel like that's a comedy book or something. I'm going to say number two. Yeah, I'm going to say number two as well. Okay. Yeah. Dan? What's number one again? Number one is people who don't know they're dead, colon, how they attach themselves to unsuspecting bystanders and what to do about it. This one's tough, but in the sake of time, I'm going to go with number two being fake. Oh, you all are correct. Hey. hey. (laughs) All right. No one was was writing that book. Yeah. Round number five. First one was like the sixth sense. Yeah, of course they're taunting. Yeah, that's basically what the sixth sense is. Yeah. Round number five. Book number one. Sometimes mayo is too spicy. Book number two. Cheese problem solved. Book number three. How you can bowl better by... um, Excuse me. How you can bowl better using self-hypnosis. What kind of problem is a cheese problem? I have no clue. Okay. I'll repeat them. Number one. Sometimes mayo is too spicy. Number two, cheese problem solved. Number three, how you can bowl better using self-hypnosis. Mayo, fake. Is this a trick question and all of them are fake? No, not all of them are fake. Only one. one. one I think the mayo too. Okay. I'm going to say mayo, yeah. It's so open-ended. You are all correct. Yeah, because the other one had a nice ring. What was the the cheese one? Cheese problem solved. 
Yeah, that has like a ring to it, you know. It's like fair enough. Yeah, you know, you know, someone wrote that. <laughs> Recipe book yeah. about round number six. Book number one. Does God ever speak through cats? Book number two. Fancy coffins to make yourself. Book number three. The physics of Wonderland and other fictional worlds. See, one is definitely great. <laughs> yeah, number three is definitely real. I just have a feeling that someone actually wrote a book about it. The God and Cats one is fake. Agreed. Uh, I was going to get, what was the last one? The last one is The Physics of Wonderland and Other Fictional Worlds. What was the second one? Fancy Coffins to Make Yourself. That one. Number two. And you're all wrong. The answer is The Physics of Wonderland and Other Fictional Worlds. Oh, wow. You know, I think there are people out there morbid enough who want to design their own (laughs) coffin. There would be. (laughs) Round number seven. Book number one. How to start your old... Excuse me. Book number one. How to start your own country. Book number two. Ten simple steps. Wow, I can't speak. Book number two. Ten simple (laughs) steps for teaching grandparents about computers. Book number three. Summer with the leprechauns, colon, a true story. And number three. Number three. No leprechaun summers. What's number one again? Number one was how to start your own country. You know someone wrote that. Number three is fake. You're all wrong. The incorrect one was 10 simple steps for teaching grandparents about computers. I can't believe that book doesn't exist. It might. Yeah, that, yeah. Actually, that actually might be a. It might, be a but it was not on in in my search. Ooh, I hit my mic. Although, what would those simple steps be? Mm-hmm. Google. And Probably. how would you break that into a a long book? Yeah. <laughs> True. Honestly, yeah. it might take ten steps just to t- teach him how to turn it on. Might. <laughs> yeah, it's a lost battle. <laughs> Round lost eight. N- book number one. Jewish, blah, why I can't speak today. Book Druish? number Jewish, huh? Funny, she doesn't look Jewish. <laughs> Book number one, Jewish chess masters on stamps. Book number two, a lover's guide to the art of Swedish wood whittling. Book number three, how to defend yourself against alien abduction. What? <laughs> so these are. This is tough because these are long time. It's hard to like remember all these i can repeat them if you'd like book number Um, one jewish chess masters on stamps book number two a lover's guide to the art of (laughs) a lover's guide to the art of swedish wood whittling number three how to defend yourself against alien abduction two we had ethan at two Swedish wood whittling is not a thing part of it is like I know Michael's very creative, but can he come up with this? Swedish wood whittling sounds like something. I don't know. Oh, oh man, that's so su- that's so specific. I'm gonna go with it's two. Specific, but I don't think. Let's it's do it. Just go with two. I gotta know what that is. Uh, yeah. Need answers. Was that Jess? We need answers. Well, what's your what's your choice? Oh, two. Oh, okay, Sorry. two down two. the line. You're all correct. <laughs> Uh, good. That is the fake one. Yeah. Great job, guys. Number nine. 
book number one. How to Shit in the Woods, colon, an environmentally sound approach to a lost art. Book number two, Unlocking Your Bowels for Better Health. Book number three. Whoa. Sorry, I see a theme here. Ah, book yeah. number three, How to Remove Hair from Unwanted Places, colon, Things I Didn't Know Before Dating a Sasquatch. <laughs> okay, number three. Number three. Uh, yeah, number three, number three. You're all, that number one's definitely real. You're all correct. Number three is hey, We're on fire. You're on fire. All right. You're very creative, Mike. Thank From you. downtown. <laughs> <laughs> number 10. Book number one. Align your chakras and your bathroom tiles. Colon. Yeah, colon. A guru's guide to inner peace and interior design. Book number two. Why Cats Paint, colon, A Theory on Feline Aesthetics. Book number three, Cooking with Coolio. Oh, I hope number three is a real book. Yeah, I think all of these are kind of ridiculous. I think number one's real, though. Um, the painting... I feel no, like wait. I've seen cooking what was number, with Coolio. What was number one? Number one is align your chakras and your bathroom tiles. Colon, a guru's guide to inner peace and interior design. Saying that's fake. I think that's an actual, that has to be an actual. It feels like, like something. Number two, I'm going to say is fake. Okay. I'm going to go with three. Alrighty. Dan, you are correct. Number one is fake. Yeah. Uh, but cooking with Coolio. Good. You're cooking like, with Coolio is a real book. That sounds fun. I want to cook with How Coolio. How fun. All right. We yeah. have five more to go, and then we're all done. It's a lot of books. Round all 11. Right. Book number one. Forensic Examination of Rubber Stamps, colon, A Practical Guide. Book number two. Premium Meats at Discount Prices, colon, The Art of Dumpster Diving and Urban Foraging. Book number three. Caffeine Killed My Family. Colon, best free cure since Jesus Christ himself. That's fake. Yeah, number three. Yeah, three. You're all wrong. Number two <gasps> was the fake one. Premium meats at discount prices, colon, the art of dumpster diving and urban foraging. You that. made all these up? I made all, all, the, all the fake ones up, sure. Nice, okay, okay. Yep. Dan's impressed. <laughs> I am very impressed. Because <laughs> why go to sleep when you can just stay up until three in the morning coming up with ridiculous book titles? Round number 12. Mood. Book number one. How to preserve animal and other specimens in clear plastic. Book number two. Impeccable bird feeding, colon, how to... Ooh, excuse me. Book number two. Impeccable bird feeding, colon, how to discourage scuffling, hole dropping, seed throwing, unmentionable, unmentionable new nuisances, and vulgar chatter at your bird feeder. That was a mouthful. And book number three. The story about that guy, you know, the one from that thing starring What's-Her-Face? That's definitely real. <laughs> I just have a feeling. I'm, I'm going to uh, say number two because I forgot it, and it's a very long... <laughs> It's a very number long two. title to remember. Same for that exact reason. Jess is going with number, number one? We're going number two. Okay, 
Jess is going number one. Dan and Ethan are going number two. Number three is the fake one. A story about oh. that guy you know, the one from that thing starring What's-Her-Face? That could have right. been something, though. <laughs> it might could've be something. Like could have been a book about like character actors. Yeah. Round 13. Book number one. The star... Mm, excuse me. Book number one. The Star Child. Genetic Enigma or Human-Alien Hybrid. Book number two. How to talk to your cat about gun safety and abstinence drugs, Satanism, and other dangers that threaten their nine lives. Book number three. How to clean cinnamon out of cracks, crevices, and computer keyboards. Number one is fake. I think number number three. That's what I have to say. I'm going to go with three. Three, I hear three from Ethan, three from Jess. Yes. And one from Dan. Mm -hmm. All right. Ethan and Jess are correct. Yeah, that's very specific. There is a very recent um, post on Reddit about that a precise topic. Oh, I figured you just use that as inspiration. I use the. Insp- I stand corrected. I use inspiration <laughs> from somebody that I used to work with at my old company, who I overheard her once say, "Oh no, I have too much cinnamon in my keyboard." Which brings yeah. to question, what is the appropriate amount of cinnamon that she feels is, nece- is okay in, to have in her keyboard? I have that, so many that, questions. It's so many more questions come yeah. from that. Yeah. yeah. I usually keep salt in my keyboard. Yeah. yeah. Two more to go, and we're all done with this nonsense. <laughs> Round 14. Book number one. How to tell if your spouse is a member of the Illuminati, colon, a comprehensive guide into secret societies, the Skull and Bones, Knights Templar, and Freemasonry. Book number two. Don't bend over in the garden, Granny. You know them taters got eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Book number three. Sunbeams may be extracted from cucumbers, but the process is tedious. An oration pronunciation... Oh, excuse me. An oration pronounced on the 4th of July, 1799... At the request of citizens of New Haven. Maybe that I- is real because you have been putting work into making the titles sound like titles. Yeah. The, the number two <laughs> so, is fake with Granny and the Taters. Yeah. Process of elimination. I'm going with the fake. Number, number two. Everybody's number two? Mm-hmm. Yes? Okay, cool. Yes. You're all wrong. The first one is incorrect. How to tell if your spouse is a member of the Illuminati. Colon, a comprehensive guide into secret societies, the Skull and Bones, Knights Templar, and Freemasonry. That was a great subtitle. Great subtitle, yes. Thank you. And the last one. All right. Book number one. We gotta get this. Goblin proofing one's kitchen... Wow. Book number one. (laughs) Goblin proofing one's chicken coop, colon, and other practical advice in our campaign against the fairy kingdom. Book number two, 10 Things That Hammerhead Sharks and Neil Young Have in Common. Book number three, Do-It-Yourself Lobotomy, colon, Open Your Mind to Greater Creative Thinking. A tough one. Going with number two. Last round. Yeah, number two, The Hammerhead Sharks and, and Neil Young. Yeah, number two. You're all correct. That is the fake yeah. one. Bam, bam. Bam. We did it. You did it. 
Hooray! Can I make coffee table books for each of the fake ones that you made? Please like do. What I'm hoping is that we have maybe have like really creative listeners. Please draw what you think the co- book covers of the fake books that I created. Please draw that have, and send that to us. I and can't draw. Boggs, I have one in my you mind. Have, you have free reign to make these books if you'd like. Oh, it's going to happen. One Neil Young and Hammerhead Shark one you could have fun with. Yeah, definitely. Well, right. While you guys yeah. continue on the convo, I'm going to add up what everybody's score is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those were good, though. Those were, like, those were tough. They all seemed, they all were ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I stepped into that feeling pretty confident, and that was shattered pretty fast. No, it's like, and needed those the reality. titles, those are the longest book titles I've ever heard in my life. Most books, when I read, they have a few, <laughs> few words wait, for the title. Wait. I didn't know you could read. Whoa. I I can't read. But when I do read, when I try and read, I can look around and see what books are here. And actually lots of lots of DVDs. Lots of DVDs mostly. Yeah, yeah, you probably have a sick DVD collection. Harry Potter were the longest ones. Oh yeah. Apparently you can watch all the Harry Potter movies minus bathroom breaks or any other type sort of breaks for food or bathrooms did i say bathrooms already i said bathrooms already. yeah you could do it all in 18 hours well then all we've right. got yeah we've got a weekend to plan yes so we have a tally of who the winner is of the game of breen adding up the score from the first round which was lifetime movies and this round, which was insane book titles, our winner is Dan Visentainer. Yeah. Ten points. Ooh. I'm giving my award to Jess because I don't believe that. Followed by Jess with nine <laughs> points and Ethan with yeah. eight points. <laughs> oh, wow. We're all very It close. was a very tight race. Hey, but everyone did good, and I'm glad the guests got to. Yeah. That you guys won. That's it what's was important. I'm really hoping. Second what, place. Oh, okay. Yeah, just you got second place, and I'm really hoping that somebody out there has the artistic abilities to draw the cover photos of um, of these fake books. Hell yeah! I know somebody that's good at really bad uh, Microsoft Paint. Oh, there you go. But that's yeah, perfect. so I'll I'll look into it. I'll recruit them. I think this was a pretty successful 100th episode of games. Wow. Absolutely. And Neil Breen. Two yeah, amazing things. I can't believe we did it. We did it. A hundred episodes. Thanks for joining us for this. Yeah. This was this was a great hang and a great time. Absolutely. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad Mike, you brought those games. Oh, yeah. Shake I, it just up a little some bit. Time. I could have been yeah. sleeping, but forget that. Sleep, Sleep is for, for squares. Yeah. Be sure to bring, invite us back in the I'm next two back. years for number 200. Yes. yes. That would be terrific. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm bringing back the term squares for someone who is uncool. <laughs> L I think it's a seven great term. Weenies. Yeah. I'll be behind you, Ethan. I'll support you. Squares, bunch of squares. Not us. It. Not us. Squares rise up. Uh, <laughs> squares. Yeah. Yes. Which we are because we're in Zoom right now. So I know. 
I know. We are technically, technically we're rectangles. We're rectangles. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Jess, were uh, yeah, you know, they just they did, they said it. I don't Quadru- know. We're qu- quadrilaterals. Is that the word? Yeah. yeah. Quadrilaterals. Yeah. By explaining this more, we're making ourselves as squares. Yes. <laughs> exactly. All right. In well, my editing capacity, I will insert housekeeping right here. If you liked this episode of the Poncho Section, please consider leaving us a review on your podcast player. Follow us on the social medias, Facebooks, Twitters, Instagrams. Type the Poncho Section and look for Headley the Duck. Do you want to support the Poncho Section and show that support? Well, get yourself some Poncho Section merch. We got t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, hoodies, phone cases, art prints, stickers, and mugs. Just go to theponchosection.com, scroll down to the bottom, and click Merch. And finally, if you want to be featured on an episode of the Poncho Section, send a voice memo to ponchosection at gmail.com, and we'll play it in an upcoming episode. And now it's done. And that's that. Well, thank you all for listening. Thank you for... Thank you, Jess and Dan, for being here for this episode. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you, guys. Peace.